Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, uh, joined by Katie Smith, and we are talking in this episode about raising kids in New York City. And we have two kids, a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, and we're going to talk practically about why we choose to raise kids here in New York City, how we raise them, and some of the challenges and some of the great opportunities that we have in raising kids here in New York City. Before we jump into this episode of the podcast, though, I want to make sure you're aware of some resources we have available on our website. And so if you want to go to comingtonewyorkcity.com, we've got a great resource there on the homepage of top 10 mistakes people make when coming to New York City. And we want to help you avoid uh, some of the top mistakes people make when visiting New York City. And then we've also got some great blog posts and other great content there on the website and other podcast episodes. So we want to encourage you to go to that website, comingtonewyorkcity.com. Check it out. Also, if you're not following Katie on Instagram, at coming to NYC, uh, you want to make sure you follow her. Stay up to date on our lives here in New York City and us how we raise kids in New York City. We live that out uh, there on the Instagram account, and so make sure you go to Instagram at coming to NYC. Follow Katie um, and and experience our day to day lives here in New York City. So, Katie, let's jump into this podcast. Let's talk about maybe. Why, why do we want to raise kids here in New York City? Because we're doing it by choice, uh, not because we have to. So why? Yeah, and I know we've talked about this in other podcasts, um, that we chose to move here. Yeah. Um, it's not a job that's keeping us here. Um, you know, we're not, not forced to live here. Um, we decided that we wanted to make our life in New York City. We've always loved the city. Um, and I think a lot of people... Um, thought we were crazy, especially because we had kids. Um, it wasn't like we were two single people moving up here to kind of make our own lives. It was kids that we were bringing up here. And I think it's very easy to watch, um, TV shows or movies and think that place is scary. Um, I could never have my kids there. Like maybe we could visit, but, um, I just couldn't do it. Um, but for us, we feel the opposite. We really love having kids here. Um, and we feel like it's a wonderful family place. It feels like home. It feels um, safe. It feels um, comfortable. It feels like us. Yeah. And, and, and I would say comfortable is a bit of a stretch, but that's part of the draw. Uh, it is in <laughs> yeah, some ways. Sure. It, it's uncomfortable uh, in, in, a, in an exhilarating way. You know, uh, in, in this this goes back to some early podcasts, but I, but I think it goes down to a few things of uh, from from raising kids here is the culture, the diversity, uh, the the opportunity, and, and so so our kids are are able to see so many experience so many different cultures by being here. Uh, they're they're able to be around so uh, the diversity uh, of people, the diversity of experiences, the diversity. Uh, even in just visiting different boroughs here in the city um, and the things that they're able to see and experience is incredible. And the opportunities from an education standpoint, the opportunities, um, it just, it, it, it so many opportunities here in the city. Um, so yeah, I, I would say the same reasons that we're kind of drawn as a family is specifically a lot of that has to do with our kids. And so while we're drawn to the entertainment opportunities, we're drawn to the educational, the experiential, the diversity, uh, we, we are drawn to our kids experiencing that as well, not just for us personally yeah. and selfishly, it's a lot for our kids. And I think, yeah, just giving them, um, now you do have to to protect them. I mean, there are some things here that yep. um, 
can be crazy that they may, you know, see. Um, and so we do have to protect them. But I think that's the same anywhere. I mean, um, you've got to you've got to protect your kids. But if they can feel, you know, there's that um, saying that if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Um, if they can feel like that at five years old, if they can make it here, they can make it anywhere. Um, they've got those experiences to help back that up. And I don't expect them to stay in New York City for their whole lives. I mean, it'd be great if they did. Um, but if they felt like they can make it here, they can make it anywhere, yes. um, their opportunities and their, um, their, yeah, it's just limitless. Yeah, I've I've got to share a story as we get started. Okay. Um, and the, the other day, uh, you, you were gone. It was just me and the girls. We were at Starbucks um, over off 34th Street. And uh, we, we were going to church one evening. And the, we were waiting in Starbucks, just killing some time beforehand. Got to, I'd gotten the girls some hot chocolate. And somebody got in an argument with, with another baristas. And, and I would say it just, you know... Arguments happen more regularly in New York City. I think people are just on the move. It's a little more crowded. Anyways, it was a hilarious. It was a hilarious moment in that there's this argument that happens. Very normal, uh, natural. We weren't uncomfortable or unsafe in any of those things. Uh, but they kicked this guy out of the place. And in Emory, our nine year old's response was, "New Yorkers, am I right?" Uh, <laughs> and it was just this hilarious moment of. You know, you kind of expect a kid to be like nervous scary, or daddy, why, yeah. why was he like that? Um, <laughs> and yep, her her moment. And I think actually maybe Shelby acuted it like, what was wrong with that guy? And I think Emma was like, New Yorkers, am I right? <laughs> and it was just this funny moment of like, this has become their their norm or this, their natural, that, that, that something tense happens and it, it doesn't really phase them. Um, and it's, it's not that they're comfortable in uh, tense situations, they're just... Uh, yeah, it's just a unique environment. It's not going to phase them. And, you know, yeah. we've had a lot of conversations. Um, you know, you do see homeless people who may be talking to themselves or, um, you know, people who are kind of down on their luck or get in arguments. We've gotten to have these conversations with them about, um, you know, loving on people no matter yes. what's going on or, you know, talking to them about different things that people are dealing with. And so I think it actually, on one hand, they're used to it. So, you know, they keep walking, they can, they can deal with it. But on the other hand, um, it's developed some compassion in them. Um, it's developed this sense of, um, you know, they just, they know about people and they, um, see people of all different, um, you know, economic statuses and just, you know, yeah, it's just very inclusive, yep. and I love that they that they see all of that and and they see the good, the bad, um, and they we talk about loving everybody. Yes, and, and I would say there's there's certain conversations maybe we have earlier than we would have had we been in Texas of when we'll see somebody you know uh, on drugs or doing doing something that they're clearly on drugs and having that conversation of uh, of, of why they're acting that way or, or mental illness or. Uh, there's just certain situations and, or, you know, maybe people cursing on the subway uh, where we've had to have some conversations earlier. And that's part of the challenges. And, the, and that does come with it. I think there's some unique challenges uh, that come with living in New York City beyond just having a small apartment. But let's let's get practical, though. One of the one of the first questions I think we get a lot is schools. Um, of do you, Do you have to send your kids to private school in New York City? Are they all are they dodging bullets at school? What, what's it like? 
uh, at school. So our kids go to public school, right. uh, and and we intentionally and, and probably I would say for me one of my biggest draws to New York City is the public school system. Um, and we picked a neighborhood primarily for the schools as well. Um, but Katie, I, I'd love your thoughts as to what what the school situation is like here in New York City. Yeah. So with the elementary schools, and that's where both of our girls are right now. Um, you go to, usually you go to your zoned school. So ours is just a couple blocks away. Everybody who, most of the kids that go to the school are the same. They're just a couple blocks away. So it really makes for this kind of neighborhood feel because as we walk down the street in the morning, all the kids are coming out from all the different apartments. We're all walking together. Same thing coming home. Um, they have play dates and sometimes the play date is in our same building. Sometimes it's just a block away. So it really makes your neighborhood feel um, feel like home. And I said you usually are on are in your, your designated school. Sometimes they fill up and you may have to go to a different one. Um, I think that's pretty rare uh, um, that they fill up. Usually they have seats for everybody. Um, so that's why I like the elementary schools here because, again, it's that neighborhood feel. You're close. Um, you can elect... Um, or apply to go to a different school if if you aren't happy with the one that you're zoned to. Um, but most people go to their zone school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would say the experience of walking to school is fantastic to me. Yeah. Uh, the carpool line, it's not like people are in their private cars. You're literally walking together on the street. So you have just personal interactions while you're waiting to pick up your kids you're out of the car, and so you're talking to other parents mm-hmm. um, or interacting in different ways. There's just, I, I would say, so many layers to the school experience that, that we've come to love. And then the, the actual education is fantastic. And so then the experiences they have in dozens of field trips every year, it feels like, of going to the Met, going to uh, the Natural History Museum, going to Central Park to, to bird watch, and going uh, to construction zones. And uh, the the things that they've been able to do from an experiential standpoint with their school, you know, our nine year old is learning recorder this year, which could be the most annoying thing in the world <laughs> in schools. But the end of her, her end of year recorder concert is going to be at Carnegie Hall with, uh, the, with symphony. the symphony, and yeah. so it's like this unbelievable, unique experience. This is our free public school experience uh, that that we're getting here in the city. Yeah, um, now, it's it's incredible. Yeah, we aren't. Yeah, we have to do. We do have to point out though that we do live in um, in an area that's a little bit more affluent. So our PTA um, does raise a lot of money, and they help with some of these extra programs. So um, we do have to point that out. But there are a lot of schools that do that as well. Yes. Um, but on the other side, there are schools who may not have the PTA and the fundraising abilities that our school has. Um, but I think that. The organizations, the companies, um, all that in New York City really rally around these schools and will put on free programs. Um, like the New York City Ballet goes into different schools. Um, I know that different corporations here will sponsor schools and make sure that they've got programs too. So um, while our PTA pays for a lot of those things, um, you know, I, I want to point that out, um, but all of the public schools really do have good backing and and people really 
really yes. doing things for them. So, in, in, so at the end of the day, you don't have to go to private school. Yes. Uh, there's some great public school options, uh, and there's some incredible private school options as well uh, if you have the resources to do that. And so, so New York schools, uh, from my perspective, are, are one of the uh, best opportunities uh, here in New York yes. City. Let's talk about when it comes to kids. Uh, the question we often get a lot is, how do you get around? Do you take the subway all the time? Do kids ride the subway? Is that safe to take the subway? How does Uber work? How do car seats work? Uh, how do you get around with kids yeah. in the city? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the best way is to walk. Yes. Um, pay attention to the walk and don't walk signs and make sure that your kids are, are close to you. Um, because obviously New York City drivers can be crazy sometimes, um, but walking is really the best way. Yep. And then the second is public transportation, the subway um, and the bus system. It's just so easy. You can look on Google Maps, um, put in where you are, where you want to go. It it outlines everything for you. It takes all the guesswork out of it. Um, so it's just a really easy thing to do. Um, and our kids have gotten really good I I think I always we haven't done it yet because they're a little young but they could ride the subway and the yep. bus by themselves yep. um, I have no doubt and I think it is important talk to them about you know we had a friend who this happened to they were getting off of the subway and no no they were, I'm sorry they were getting on to it and their son ran ahead and and got on the the train and the doors closed before the parents could get on but their son knew their um, their rules were he was to ask um, somebody with kids on the train if they would get off with him at the next stop and wait for his parents. Yep. And so just having a plan, like what happens if the doors close? We've never experienced that. Um, and in fact, I was talking to Shelby about it a couple weeks ago. Um, she was like, well, I'll just keep going home. I'll just meet you back at home. And I was like... <laughs> I know you could do that even though you're yeah. only six, but let's talk about practical ways, you know, if, yep. you know, one gets off the bus before the other. And anyway, so you, you need to have a little bit of a game plan, but that's the same way it, it would be, you know, if you're doing carpool or anything else. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, in, in, Uber, in Ubers, you can actually request a car seat as well. Yes. And so there, there are a lot of options. You actually have these little seatbelt things that, that we've used before that help kind of, they're kind of like seat like little car seats that can almost go in your purse. Yeah, it's um, called MyFold. Yeah. And so um, it folds up. Yeah, it goes in a backpack or a larger tote bag. Um, and you just pop them out. You can put them in the cars really easily. They don't have to fasten into any of the, the safety latches or anything. But it's for, it's for older kids. Yeah. If you have an infant... Um, that does tend to get a little bit more difficult because they don't have infant seats. They have right. toddler and, and yeah. up. Um, but if you Google um, car services with car seats, there are some um, that can that can help you, like especially when you're going to and from the airport and stuff. Yeah, um, that's really helpful. Yeah, so it, it's it can be a little complicated, uh, but I'd say you you get you adjust and get used to it very quickly. And the um, kids adapt so fast. Yes, I mean they're just really good at all that stuff. Yep. Um, okay, so that's getting around. That's schools. Let's talk about maybe some of the extracurricular opportunities. Of I grew up playing sports. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of like, fields. There's not you know I don't, I don't you know in Central Park there's few baseball fields. Uh, in Texas, basically every school had a football field. It had a, 
you know, all these things. What, what are some of the extracurricular activities that happen that are maybe different in New York City for mm-hmm. kids? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a ton of them. Um, if your kid's into the arts, I mean, there are opportunities all over the places with the best theater and dance and music um, companies and um, conservatories. So if they're into the arts, I mean, obviously this is an incredible place, um, world-class to get those those lessons and things. Also, if your kid is into technology, um, there's tons of um, gaming and coding and um, robotics, all those kinds of things. There are some really amazing um, classes and camps that they can participate in. Yep. As far as the sports, we don't know quite as much about that, having two girls who yeah. are not into sports at all. Yeah. Um, but there are actually more fields here than um, I think maybe most people realize. Um, I know that, like you said, Central Park has several fields. Also, Randall's Island um, has a lot of fields. I know a lot of kids will go over there to play baseball and softball and things like that. Um, there's a place over here called Asphalt Green that has some soccer fields and things. So there are opportunities, uh, maybe not quite as many and maybe not quite as many kids play as, as maybe the South or some other areas like that. But there are all those opportunities um, for yeah. kids to play. Wait, and it's one of the things that's funny uh, for me here is there's a father and son on our floor who play catch in the hallway. So <laughs> that's their, their backyard where they, you know, where I played catch with my dad in my backyard. They do it in the hallway uh, here in our apartment building. Um, so there are some unique, uh, you know, ways to do it. I think what happens though is is kids kind of niche in to opportunities. So there's way more opportunities when it comes to you can get into robotics, you can get into sewing, you can get into all kinds of dance and ballet. Uh, where generally, when I grew up, it was like everybody played soccer, everybody played basketball. You kind of had your seasonal things, and everybody did everything together. Where now I think kids are niching into different things and trying different things in different ways. So Emory did soccer after school uh, for a little while. I know there's basketball. Uh, she did robotics for a little bit. Now she's doing theater um, and, and Shelby's done dance. And so th- there's all kinds of unique and fun. There's lots of kids that are into gymnastics and tumbling um, here, here in our neighborhood. So lots yeah, and, of options. And you mentioned after school um, and Emory did that actually at her school. So um, I know some schools other places have after school care but it's mostly just like a study hall Um, but in most new york city schools they actually have after school programs where you know all those things that nils just mentioned that emory did she did those at her school so she would just stay um at the school until you know 5 30 5 30 ish at um in the evening and do one of those after school activities so it was really convenient especially for parents who work i mean your your child could stay every day after school and do a different activity and not just sit there and do, you know, study hall or stare at the floor or the wall. Um, they can be in a different activity every single day. Yep. So, so let's get into camps. Uh, okay. so this is the most popular conversation among New Yorker parents. Uh, yes. what camps are you doing this summer? What camp are you doing? What are you thinking about camp? You'll, you'll hear that conversation all the time among New York parents. What's, uh, Talk about the camps and all the camp options and what people do here. Yeah, this was new to, to us. Coming from the South, um, you maybe went to like a week of camp. Yep. Like if you did like a sports camp, yep. you'd go for a week. I or, went to baseball camp for a week every yeah, summer. Or yeah. maybe a church camp for a week, but it was never like a whole summer. Yep. Um, we're in the North, and I think maybe that's because 
Um, you know, honestly, because a lot of, there's a lot more stay at home moms, um, or people, you know, that, you know, that can take care of, of the kids, um, where I feel like up here a lot more work. And then also down there you have your backyard. So your mom would just be like, blow up the pool, head to the backyard. That's, you know, that's summer. Um, there aren't the backyards here. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of more of the moms work, so you need more options. Um, so camps are a really big thing. Um, to get the kids out of the city, yep. to do something different. Um, and so there are camps all over the place. There's day camps here that you can go to. There's day camps that will bus your kid out of the city and then bring them back in the evening. Um, or there's camps that literally last the whole summer. Um, we have neighbors who send their kids and they leave the last week of school and they come back probably a week before school starts in September and they love it. Um, now, it's not, it's not cheap. <laughs> um, that's probably why our kids don't yep. go to camp. Yeah. Um, because honestly, we can't afford it right now. Um, it's pro- it's about ten thousand dollars per kid. Yep. Um, to send them for the summer, so it's an investment. But they come back loving it and talking yes. about it. Um, there's other ones that last lo- uh, last shorter. You know, maybe four weeks or six weeks or you know what have you. And so there's lots of different options. But it's a big deal here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you get asked about it, like where are your kids going to camp. We send our kids to Texas for the summer, yeah. so that's like their camp. <laughs> yeah. They have family camp with our family yeah. in Texas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a new thing that we we didn't know about yeah. before we got here. When Emery, one of my favorite things when we first moved back here, um, is she went to entrepreneur camp uh, mm-hmm. when she was, I guess, first grade, first grade going into second grade. She went to entrepreneur camp where it's called the world's coolest lemonade stand, and they did a whole week of learning how to be an entrepreneur, and they they built a business, and created a marketing plan, and did taste testing, and it was. Fantastic! It was right on Wall Street, mm-hmm. um, is where the, the school was, and then they went and sold it right off of Wall Street, um, and did their lemonade stand. And it was such a cool experience for Emory to have and to learn, and uh, it was really fun for me uh, to hear <laughs> hear what she was learning. And yeah, um, so there there just there are so many unique uh, camp experiences as well. Uh, for kids during the summer. And so all of them are pricey. I don't think there's any, there are some, I think the Y puts them on, the city puts them on that can be affordable, but you've got, it's a, it's a lottery, it's a lottery system. So it's Mm. tough and it's not guaranteed. Um, Uh, One thing that, that they do here in the city, um, there are a lot of public pools um, here that are free to go to. Um, and they're really nice. So we go to the one, there's one just a few blocks from us here on the Upper East Side, and we go there and swim and you know, don't have to pay anything. Um, but the city will do free swim lessons during yeah. the summer at those pools. And it is a lottery system, but we've gotten in before. Um, yeah. We weren't able to do it because we ended up having to go out of town during that time. But, um, yeah, free swim lessons for kids. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a cool thing. Yeah. So the Parks and Rec um, really really put make an effort a really great effort to um, have things for kids yeah. um, there are a ton of kids here though that that are trying to use yeah, those I services think, yeah. so it's a little bit of a gamble if you can get it or not um, they do camping yeah. in Central Park so you can go yeah. camping and they have all the tents and everything for you because obviously yeah. we don't have those in our apartments um, they have yeah some camps yeah. so um, they really make a great effort to have things for kids too yeah. that 
um, you know, maybe not be able to afford the full camp experience. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the free experiences here in the city. So you, you talked about the free swim lessons. Mm-hmm. We also did like free bicycle. Uh, they taught learning how to ride your bike. Learning how to ride your bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, is we loaded our kids' bikes onto the subway and <laughs> took them down, and they took the pedals off, and and literally in a day, both of our kids learned how to ride their bike over like near Chinatown. Um, yeah, they closed down one of the. Um, there was a park in the Lower East Side that had a big basketball court, um, several basketball courts. So they shut all that down. Um, they had staff from Parks and Rec out there. They took off the pedals, and that's how they taught them how to balance. And then they put the pedals back on and taught them how to ride. Yeah, it was a really, a really great experience for yeah. them. Um, we've done free soccer lessons. Yep. Um, Rockefeller Park down um, on Lower Manhattan, they did free soccer lessons and so the kids played soccer out there yep which is really fun yes and then during the winter almost every sunday we'd go down to bryant park and the kids would go ice skating for free you know so we had our own ice skates yeah if you have your own ice skates and they'd go, they'd go and adults can do that too for free if you have your own ice skates we prefer to just drink <laughs> coffee um and there's like this great though like upper area at the at bryant park that we were able to go upstairs above the ice skating rink had a great view. We'd get a cup of coffee, and uh, sometimes even after the kids were ice skating, they'd play checkers up there yeah, <laughs> and do different games. things. And so it is uh, tons of free stuff there at Bryant Park yeah. to do. Um, the kids, one of Shelby, Shelby's a dancer. Um, she's only six, but she's our, our little dancer. And um, the New York City Ballet on certain Saturdays will do a kids program. Um, and so she got to go up into one of their studios and learn a little dance from the ballet dancers and um, just had a little, probably 45 minute, an hour class with them. But that was really fun for her to get to go into the studios and learn from real ballerinas. And and I I would add, you know, and and you can go to the Mommy Poppins website and there's all kinds of just great things listed there. But parades are another just great free activity here in the city that our kids love. Yes, parades and street fairs. I mean, come spring and summertime, they are everywhere. I mean, you could walk anywhere in in Manhattan, you're probably going to run into a street fair or a parade. Yes, and they're they're fun. And, Mm -hmm. And I think, too... Culturally, the kids are able to see and experience so many unique things. And at those, there's especially at the street fairs, there's lots of times booths where there's activities for the kids to do. And yeah. um, so, so many just fun, unique activities, cultural experiences. Um, and so, I, I think that that list could go on. Katie, is there anything else about raising kids here in New York City that that you think is worth noting? Yeah, I think we've we've covered most everything. Um, I'm just really proud of our girls, and yeah. um, I'm proud of who they're growing up to be and the type of pe- people they're, they're growing up to be. Um, any kind of hesitation that we had about raising them here has totally been wiped away just with um, – I don't think they even realize it yet. I mean, they ride their scooters down Madison Avenue past you know these amazing stores and um, these iconic landmarks. Um, and they go to these really cool places and learn from a lot of cool people for their field trips. And I don't even think they realize it, but um, my hope, and, and I think it will happen, that as they get older, 
they'll realize the opportunities that they've had and be really grateful um, for how it set them up for life, how it's helped them think outside the box, how it's helped them um, broaden their horizons, um, how it's really helped them to feel like, and I know I said this before, feel like they can take on anything, um, that they have that foundation and, and nothing is too scary for them and nothing's too, seems too difficult. Um, and like I said too, they may not stay in New York City, but they can take what they've learned here and apply it anywhere in the world. Yes. So we are big fans of raising kids here in New York <laughs> City, and uh, we, we highly recommend it to others. Uh, I think a lot of people perceive that this is not a place to raise a family, mm-hmm. and we completely disagree. Now, it's not necessarily the easiest place to raise a family, uh, but, but we believe the incredible opportunities that exist uh, for families here and raising kids here are, are just tremendous. And so we're thrilled by the opportunity and, and feel so grateful that our kids are getting to experience this city uh, in these formative years. So we, we love raising kids here in New York City. I highly recommend it. Uh, and if you have any questions about raising kids, make sure you connect with Katie on, on Instagram at coming to NYC. Uh, DM her. Uh, and I, I know she would love to answer any of your questions. And you can follow uh, our lives as, as we're always posting a lot of our activities and the different things that we're, po- we're doing here in New York City. So make, here, make sure you follow uh, at coming to NYC on Instagram. Uh, and go to comingtonewyorkcity.com on, on our website. We've got lots of great resources for you there to help optimize your experience when you come here to New York City um, and, and have the best time. Uh, we want you to love the city as we love uh, this city. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you would, leave a rating or review wherever it is that you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is uh, that you're listening. We're so grateful that you're listening, and we hope you'll share this podcast with a friend. Thanks.